two of us. You are we on? Yeah. Hey, what's up? Hey, <laughs> it's PWI School Survival Guide. What up? What up? I'm Maureen. I'm Amira, and we don't have a guest today, and that's, that's fine because sometimes people get sick. And but we're we're both entertaining enough for. Yo, tis the season for the flu. <laughs> yeah, my baby brother has the flu right now, which is funny because we usually don't get the flu. I only take the flu shot once when I was a child. I, I don't take the flu shot. My mom is like made me afraid of it. Like every year she's like, you're not getting the flu shot. <laughs> That's a last year's strain. <laughs> like, I was, cause it's like, and she's a nurse too. So it's like, I personally as a nurse do not believe in the flu shot either. I am just forced to get the flu shot cause my job makes me and you know, I'm poor and need money. So that is me not sticking it to the man. <laughs> so, <laughs> not gonna take your medicine white man but you know I, I, I. let me uh tell you again how my day went because yes. you said to save it for the podcast okay um so how was your day well so far um okay so i woke up and then i woke up from a nightmare and like the night before i hadn't been sleeping well like i woke up like mm-hmm. two or three times in the middle of the night um, and then, so I woke up like feeling like sad as well. I was like tired and sad and then like a little freaked out from my nightmare. Um, and then I was like, okay, well, what can I do to make myself feel better? And I was like, oh, I'm going to clean my house. I like to vacuum and stuff. Vacuum uh, and, like, is very like oddly satisfying. Yeah. I just, it's nice to just, it, once you clean, you like, you don't realize how dirty your floor is until yeah. after you vacuum it and you're like, oh, and it just makes it, the apartment just look nicer overall. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was going to do that, but then uh, my vacuum wasn't working, and there was a clog in the little tube. And so uh, I got the screwdriver, and I unclogged it, and I felt real okay. proud of myself. Cause, like, I Handy did man. Apart. Yeah, I was like, I can solve my own problems. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then um, uh, I put it back together, and then the rubber band belt on the vacuum broke. Oh, not that handy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then so like all the stuff that got like clogged in the vacuum had gotten on the floor. So now my floor is dirtier than when I started trying to vacuum. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to Waffle House. I deserve it. I'm like I don't know why when I get really stressed, my mind and it's automatically like, go get some waffles from Waffle House. That sounds about right, cause that's what I, cause I remember, what was it, Monday? You know, I meal prepped, I did my fifteen hundred calorie meals for the day for work, a protein shake with almond milk, you know, healthy, healthy, okay, healthy the whole day, and then I was like, you know what? I deserve to go to Tiki Tacos, so. You do love tacos. I fucking love tacos. I forgot to do the clap for the the theme song. Uh, All right, so, Carlos, here you go. <laughs> okay, start, start the theme song there. <laughs> I'm weak. about okay. college 
yeah, let's talk about college. Um, so we wanted to talk about some influential um, teachers, staff, or whatever. People that was holding me down. Yeah, holding you down and us down in college and um, how their those relationships really helped us out. Um, I feel like you can't get through college without having at least one, yeah. like, staff professor whatever person who like really affected you right unless you're just not going to class like at all <laughs> like you don't step foot in an academic building right so who was yours i'm going to well we can do like a good one and a bad one Ooh, because i have some tea but anyway <laughs> <laughs> oh please spill because a bitch is thirsty right um okay so my fr- the I had a teacher um April Langley, Dr. April Langley, mm-hmm. uh, Black Studies professor. What an interesting woman. Interesting. She's very, she's like, okay, she was in the Army, I think, or like the military in some form mm-hmm. before. And um, she, like, we had 8 a.m. class. Like, Ooh, yeah. I would not be going. And she was the kind of professor that, like, you have to come to oh, class. She would be one that had the clicker question. The clicker cl- question. You know, the little clicker that, you know, the clicker, the eye clicker. You know, when you do, okay, that clearly wasn't in your no, curriculum. Wait. No, it wasn't. <laughs> Never mind. Um, Keep going. But, yeah, like, she, uh, she did a discussion course on black literature and, like, okay. pre-America and post, you know, whatever. The usual. Yeah. Um, and I never felt like... I had been challenged to think critically until that class Mm -hmm. because boy like usually I breeze through classes like that but that class I was like struggling Mm -hmm. there's so much reading and like so many writing assignments Mm. but it felt like a challenge like a good challenge you know and um We'd have all these conversations about, um, you know, blackness in America and like how these this pieces of literature, mm-hmm. you know, relate to that. And I like it's kind of funny because she and I are I, we're very similar and like we're passionate about like certain things and we get like like obviously like really excited and stuff and like when we don't like something we don't like it and okay. we like you know let her let them know, but. <laughs> Okay, this is going to be really awkward, but one day I was having just a really tough time, and I started crying in front of her. Mm-hmm. I have never seen anyone look so uncomfortable. <laughs> she was like, uh, oh, oh, don't do that. <laughs> She's like, ooh, like, oh, no. somebody. She was like, she, she, she like, like, sort of tried to reach out to touch me, but like, like, didn't. Ooh, child, she was like, ooh, uh, <laughs> It's like she was very not about it. Um, which, I mean, I don't blame her. I didn't expect to cry. I just started doing it. Um, but, and like she, I feel like if I, I wasn't a black studies major, Mm -hmm. but if I were, I would definitely be like all up under her, you know, just like, uh, you're my mom now. Sorry. Oh, because I cried. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like I won't go up, come to you for comfort. And I'm used to that though. Uh, so yeah. And yeah, this is the first time I was, like, I felt like I was thinking critically and, like, really, like, that's why I feel like I can talk about with so much authority about, you know, blackness and right. black art in America, not just because I'm black, but because, like, I literally 
read so many fucking books. Right. It's so knowledgeable. Black feminist theory, literature from the 1800s, like just breaking down Phyllis Wheatley, like all this stuff. And it's how could I not leave feeling like I know everything? Okay, like you were powerful. And yeah, so like I I really appreciated her in that class because one she always was like, listen, if you guys need anything, like she gave me like letters of recommendation and everything, and you know looking out for us like that, and just I feel like I'm able to like she taught me how to think, you know, like I don't think our our school system teaches people how to think. That's tr- like critically think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like it's just like people like this is how it is, and now you've learned it. Nothing else is different. You can't challenge Don't go this. Outside yeah. The box. Yeah. But she was like, uh, she urged us to dig deeper and like see what we might not see like on the first glance or whatever. Right. And I just feel like I'm lucky because so many Americans cannot think critically, and and it. <sighs> so dumb uh, <laughs> oh uh, america oh america i think april langley should teach everyone everything all the time she is like this light-skinned lady and she has like these freckles on her face and she has like this brown hair that she like wears in ringlets or whatever and she's just a really interesting person like the way she walks like she is always carrying like a backpack just just chock full of textbooks and and just it's so heavy it looks so heavy oh, but I like i said she was in the military so it's probably nothing to her just watching her come up to, like she lives in st louis so she, she would, drive to columbia yes, yes oh for man an 8 a.m class oh oh she's too dedicated for me that's I mean, dedicated she is black doing what she I mean, the army probably trained her for that because honestly I can never. there's no way i would ever be caught dead doing that Sure, I, I barely make it work on time. Right? Damn. I don't make it as a work on time at all. Well, because <laughs> yeah, they don't pay me enough to care. Um, okay. Period. But yeah, uh, yeah, she just I after I left her class, feeling way more confident in my ability to think than nice. any other class. Nice. How about you? I had a math teacher. Her name was Donna Store. Donna, if you hear this, shout out to you. You was really legitimate. But I took intermediate algebra because I was that slow kid that didn't math at all, even though I wanted to be a chemistry major, which made no sense either. But with that, I failed intermediate algebra, whoop-de-doo. And then, kind of found out, she became my math tutor for taking intermediate algebra again. (laughs) So after that, I passed intermediate algebra, and then she became my tutor for pre-calc and then calculus she just really yeah she just really took me on her wing and then over time i I was just moseying on down campus walking around and i see her in the corner of my eye on the other side of the like walkway and she's smoking her cigarettes Ugh, i hate that she smokes cigarettes because she smokes myself so hopefully not to offend anybody but (laughs) okay but she told me, Marie, come here. Oh, shit. I hit myself. <laughs> She's like, Marie, come here. I'm like, uh, do I have to? You kind of got to smoke everywhere. So went over there. She like, so, you know, a lot of my math tutors are graduating. And I was, she was like, I want you to be a math tutor. I'm like, what? Math? You know, I like failed like the most basic math. 
<laughs> and barely passed pre-calc, barely passed calculus and everything. She like, you'll be a good um, fit for it because since you struggle so much, <laughs> you'll be able to actually teach the other kids who are struggling just like you how to learn it. Because eventually it did click to me. Mm-hmm. It did click. It took, me, <laughs> it took me about the whole college career. But it clicked finally. So she was like, you should just try it. I was like, oh, okay. I'm poor anyway. They was charging. They was, uh, how much was tutors making at Mizzou? Like $10 an hour? Nice. So that was pretty, that was actually a pretty decent chunk of change back in the day. <laughs> what, five years ago? <laughs> hey, inflation went up real high nowadays, you know. Okay. So that $10 was like, okay, that's not too bad of a deal. So I started doing intermediate algebra and college algebra. Stuck right there because I calculus, yeah, I couldn't teach nobody that. And I haven't even, I've never looked at calculus before. Yeah, you're life. not missing out. So, I, I did it on purpose. <laughs> never said Not missing out. So, with that being said, I became even better at math. Like, you, you learn. She taught me that the more you teach, the more you learn. And that's what it did. I became actually really good at it now. And stuff. So, I was Where like. Where were you when I was doing math? I girl, was struggling. You got to go to the Student Success Center. I was right there every day. Did I? I I don't think I did math tutoring. I think, like, I just really paid attention in class. Mm-hmm. Like, for me, sometimes that's enough. And, right. like, you know, just asking questions whenever right. I have a question. It's like, I don't give a fuck if you right. all get it. I don't. Right. So we're going to go over it again. Again and again. And, but, yeah, it was at the Student Success Center. And I would have to say for students who are listening, math is one of the basic requirements for gen eds. So you can't really escape it. <laughs> I really tried to. I made it to like my junior year, and they were like, "You cannot graduate. You cannot graduate you without algebra. math." And I was like, Fucking. "And as some people who hate math, like me, you, <laughs> and others, but see, once again, it's very common. You kind of need it. You kind of need and it. What? When? Where? I'm starting to utilize math as far as like budgeting my finances. That's like adding and subtracting. And adding stuff. and subtracting, but then it gets complicated when you truly want to invest your money. Oh. When you actually want to make that money grow, mm-hmm. math is going to be a good part of it. If you want to start being partners with other people and I money's can... involved, you need to know how much your cut is going to be. I mean, that's. You got to do that's some percentages. That, okay. I mean, percentages you know? are fine. It's a fractions, percentages. I would pay someone to. Just do the investments. But then, stuff. but here's the thing, though. You got to save money because, once again, math is involved. I mean, starting off. I don't, I've never had to use calculus. Now, calculus is a little too much. But I'm talking about just the basic math. Like, when I tell you college algebra, enemy algebra, there's actually a lot, a lot of students who struggle with just the basics of math. Oh, I know. They wouldn't even let me take intermediate intermediate algebra first. They were like, "Listen, um, you doing elementary. we don't know what <laughs> happened in <laughs> high school, but uh, you you need to take retake remedial or whatever yeah. algebra. That was for no credits. Um, they're like, we're not even gonna give you anything for this because <laughs> you already know it. And like when I do math, I can feel my brain like thinking. Yeah, it can bust a couple brain cells trying to think about some shit. I get so stressed. Like, it takes me, like, three hours. Yeah, I mean, that's how... When I started off, it took me a very long time to, like, get the hang of it. But I'm starting to, like, use math more and more. Like, when I got to, like, oh, my God, yesterday I had to do math. 
Well, you're a nurse. Yeah, true. But I don't really do it that much. But it made me really do it because this doctor wanted this per- wanted this patient to have. Are you gonna violate HIPAA right now? No. Oh, okay. No, because one of the doctors wanted this patient to have this. What is it? Eloquence. It's like a blood thinner for blood clots. Mm-hmm. And he want he we got him only a thirty day supply, but he wanted to have this patient take two. 10 milligrams twice a day and for five days. And then the rest is five milligrams twice a day. Do the math on that. Just the 10 milligrams twice a day, that's 20 pills. Yeah. So we was like, uh, this coupon ain't going to cover. It's 30 days <laughs> supply, which means one pill a day. So I had to call the doctor three times to help explain this to him. I'm like, he's like, no, I did it this way. I'm like, no, let's do the math here. Adding and subtracting, once again, an easy thing. But sometimes don't even click for a doctor who went all the way. You know, you're a fucking doctor. You should critically think a little bit. But they don't even think about the simplest psych math. I'm like, this coupon's not going to work. You need to go back and figure something else out. So math is important, you guys. Even from someone who I used to hate math and suck at math. I still hate math. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm not in love with math. Don't, don't count me as a math nerd because that's not it at all I just happened to become good with it because I had this mentor yeah <laughs> who kind of forced me into it and threw me in with the wolves and you know and everything so yeah it if was in the back my math teacher who was also very nice um if I if she told me like hey you should tutor people because you struggled and like I got like an A or some shit mm-hmm. in it um I would have laughed in her face been like I did laugh at her. I was like, <laughs> I was like do you know who the fuck I am? Like, do I look like no, I know I man? Mean, guffaw. Like, I cannot believe you had that much faith in me. Yeah, because you shouldn't. But um, okay, so we all have also a professor or a staff person that uh, made our experience not the best. Um, I guess I have two. Like, I went to Mizzou, so, like, you know. I'm trying to think of any professors I... Because I, I was in the STEMs, and they're just all sucky, so you don't really mm, have, the bar like... Is low. The bar's kind of low, so it was, like, have one particular professor really, like, just grinded my gears? No, because they all got up with it. They was all old, white, dirty, white men. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, like I mean, it was, they was, like, old, old. Like, I think they were the youngest one was, like, probably 50. Damn. So it's like, oh, there was one black teacher, Dr. Waters, but he wasn't there in the next semester, so I don't know where he went. He said goodbye going <laughs> to Atlanta. Yeah, I hope so. I don't know. <laughs> he was he was like, yeah, he wasn't a good teacher either. Oh, no. Yeah, I, I can't really say. They were all bad. That sucks. Yeah. I'm so glad I didn't get into STEM. Um, well, two of mine are white women. Uh, well, <laughs> let's start there. Let's start there. <laughs> First one, I'll do the shorter one first. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna categorize this. She, so I was um, in a creative writing class. Okay. Beginners creative writing. Oh my god! You finally made me remember the bitch. I okay, go. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> okay, now I remember this hoe. Okay. So I was in beginners creative writing, and I was thinking. I think I was taking intermediate creative writing at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I skipped beginners creative writing to work on. Okay, you so smart. To work on a story for intermediate creative mm-hmm. writing, 
But then I realized too late that it was my workshop date for the story mm-hmm. that we, like, it's, like, part of a big chunk of our grade. Right. And I missed the workshop, and so they met. I wasn't, I didn't show up. And the girl that had my number in the class didn't even text me to say, hey, where Petty. you at? I was Petty. like, oh, I, oh, also a white girl. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, and so I went to the teacher, and I was like, hey, so, like, I have the same story in my other class, and I got feedback off of that. Can I just do the assignment with that feedback? And she was like, oh, well, now you've admitted to self-plagiarizing. I said, say what? what? <laughs> I mean, pardon? Excuse me? The fuck? And she's like, yeah, you can't use other content for another class that's self plagiarizing. What? I ain't I, never heard of that. Is that a I, real thing? I haven't. You can self plagiarize no. a dancer? I don't think that's possible. I Is just that think a she's a cunt. <laughs> but at the time, I was like, okay. And so I had to retake. Beginner's Creative Writing. Damn. But the same year, I was nominated and won several awards hey. for creative writing. Okay. And she was at the awards ceremony, that dumbass bitch. <laughs> it's like, look here, you're just jealous because you can't write as well as I can, all right? Fucking Junie B. Jones, head ass nigga. I, I don't care. Over here thinking she poetic Yo, I really, and shit. I Get really did like me. those Judy B. Jones books, though. They was they were good. They was pretty close. But like that's I'm describing her writing level. Oh damn. Oh yeah. ooh, writers thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, writers sting. Oh, that's the name of the episode, Carlos. Writers sting. Um. So yeah, she was like, "Oh, you self plagiarized," and I was like, "Word. All right, cool." Um. So she sucks. But although um, I talked to so another creative writing person, and s- the same thing happened to her, <laughs> different professor, but she fought it and mm-hmm. like you know got it like obviously right that's dumb as fuck. Mm-hmm. So I mean I wish I had the nerve to be like um no and go where I needed to go, but I didn't know. I was just like okay I'm too stressed out. I'll just okay, take it again. I gotta get shit together. Okay, so the next one. The slightly longer one. I think I told this one the first episode, actually, so I might not. Was it about the, the white zombies? Thing. Yeah, I won't, oh, go, okay. I won't go over it. All. Well, then yeah. can I tell you mine? Because now my blood is boiling okay, about this yes, bitch. Tell me. So, I think it was intermediate writing as well, because I don't know how. Like it was like my last semester. And they was like, oh, you missed this one class. I'm like, how the fuck I missed this? But I was like, okay, intermediate writing. I'm like, I can easily get that shit done. It's not going to be hard. I'm just taking capstone and simple shit. So I was like, cool. So the topic for the whole overall writing project was to find a subculture about something and then just write about it. Like, you're supposed to, like, be a part of that culture. Like, I don't know, go to one of the events or whatever cultural things so, like, they do. So, nonfiction writing? No, it's, like, a real subculture mm-hmm. of some sort. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a subculture of, like, I don't know, those Harry Potter people. Or, you know, like, I feel like Quidditch. Harry Potter's mainstream, though. Yeah, it's mainstream, but as far as, like, the people who are really into that shit, like, Comic-Con and shit like that. Okay. Or, like, the Hell's Angels, like, that motorcycle club mm. and stuff. Like, that's a so-called, like, motorcyclists and all that. Okay. And <clears throat> that was one of them. One of the people did it. Once again. And I decided, because as that semester was progressing, shit was getting real busy. So I decided to do the Yoruba people mm-hmm. of Nigeria. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, that's a subculture. 
from what I'm from what I'm taking as the definition of a subculture is a mm-hmm. subculture of black people. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'm gonna do that because I had a friend who um, had a, did majority of the research already for it, and but she didn't write a paper on it. So I was like, I'm just gonna take your shit and read over it, look over it. And I also have friends who were Nigerian too that was in the Yoruba tribe, or identify as the Yoruba. So they showed me their pictures and stuff like that. I'm like, okay. So the first part of the project was to do a slideshow and kind of do a little synopsis of what you write about. Mm-hmm. And I did that and stuff like that, show them, like, what they eat, like the jollof and rice and, like, the type of how it differs from this tribe of African people and the way they dress to even their language and all that stuff. So I was like, I think I'm killing it, you know, because I'm doing something I feel out of the box because everybody else was doing something stupid, like, oh, the subculture of weed smokers, the subculture of the hell angels. <laughs> Or the subculture of what, like, ballerina dancers? I don't know, some bullshit. I'm talking about real ass shit. Okay? So, I get an email from her. It was a white woman, too. That was a teacher. She was a, what do you call those? The TA. She's like a graduate student, whatever. Okay, yeah. But she was running the class. So, she was like, well, I'm a little concerned about your topic. Like, technically, it's supposed to be a subculture in America. I was like, when was this ever specified? Okay. I feel like that's still a subculture in Regardless. America. Thank you. There's a community. Thank you. Of Thank you. Like, that's a... If anything, if you were talking about a subculture in Africa, I would argue that's not a subculture because that's a whole ass nation. Exactly. But in America, of course, that is definitely a subculture. I'm like, it's definitely a subculture. Just because I didn't put the premise as if the subculture I'm talking about is in America, but it still exists. It, it, just because it still exists. That's the point. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> And, like, some of those, these pictures I showed you were people who are first generation. Um, having a wed- a traditional wedding and everything. And on top of that, like, I was like, I'm confused on how you don't think this is a subculture. You think all black people are the same? Like, did, I you, did you say that? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I was like, it's definitely a fucking difference. I didn't say the fucking part. But I was like, there's definitely a difference, and hopefully I can explain it in the paper. And so, but I went super in depth with the paper, like the down to even the religion and like the whole deities and all that stuff. Probably a little over too much. I don't know. I probably got a little off topic on the writing. Once again, writing is not my forte, but I felt like I was very thorough. And you know what this bitch gave me? A fucking D. No. Dead ass. Dead ass. I was like, what the fuck? What was her reasoning? I don't. Okay, and here's where I'm holding so much regret. Uh-huh. Because I was even talking to my friends about it and telling them, like, yo, she's really thinking, like, what I'm saying is, like, what I'm talking about is not considered a subculture. And I'm to me, it makes sense. And I was like, how can I explain to this white woman that this subculture is a subculture of black people, even in America, and stuff like that? And they was like, well, I have this professor that's in black studies, and I think it was probably that lady you was talking about. April Langley? Yes, cause now Doctor I know why. Langley. Now I Doctor. know why that name sounds familiar. Cause my friend Jay was like, "Yo, you can have Miss April Langley, Doctor, Doctor, come and talk to her, and she can explain it for you if you feel like you cannot say it in a manner to where she can understand." I'm like, "Oh yeah, I could have done that. Could have done that." But shit was getting real, cause I also had to finish my um, independent research project, and that was going up in fucking flames, <sighs> literally, like. 
none of my cells were growing and it takes about two weeks to even grow them back again and it was just a whole big I was, it was a lot of shit was going downhill mm-hmm. so I just emailed I'm like hey can we meet up to talk about why you consider this my paper D I don't really understand this and this and that so long story short it was already like two weeks before I graduate and I was like am I really gonna argue with this woman about black people and more than likely, the chance of her understanding will still be slim to none because she's stupid. Because I feel like if you don't even get that there's different cultures within just races, I don't, I don't, I don't know, I don't, I don't, I don't really know how to explain that. So I was like, you know, what, fuck it, I'm about to graduate. I ain't gonna do nothing. But then, as I think about it, I was like, I really should have went in on this bitch. I should have went cold-hearted on her. I should have snitched to her superiors. I could have. I could have went on in because I'm like, how you going to give me a fucking D? But this bitch talked about fucking weed people, like people who smoke weed. That's everybody. Okay. How is that a subculture? <clears throat> Thank you. How is that a fucking subculture? <laughs> and like you let people do the most stupidest shit about subculture, like fucking Quidditch. Quidditch is a subculture. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think... Well, yeah, but, it is a subculture. But, but yours is a subculture too. Yeah, I'm like, if you're willing to accept these basic ass subcultures and not just an actual black subculture, you know, then okay, hell, me being black in America is a fucking subculture. I could talk about that. Yeah. And but she was like, it gotta be a subculture you're not involved in. I'm like, okay, I'm but not. But you're a- not even Nigerian, so okay. Oh wow, <sighs> mm, the racist jumped out. Okay, so it was like. I was so heated because I was like, I could go talk to this woman, but I already know, like, my stress level is at a whole nother level high. And knowing that I don't have the patience because I I probably would have punched her in the fucking face if she said one slick thing because I was I was irritated. I was irritated. But that teacher fucking sucks. <laughs> um, She's probably low-key racist. I mean, they all are. And stuff so because it just it just doesn't make sense. It do not make sense. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't. I highly doubt that would have been an issue at a university where there were like more than two hundred black people. You know. Okay. And I was like, we were going through a lot of racial turmoil because it's what the last year is Mizzou with the whole, you know. Twenty fifteen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the twenty fifteen situation. So I was like. A lot is going on, and and, I, and I'm like, do I really have the time, the energy to argue with this white woman? It's a lot of energy. I didn't pursue the other white lady, the white zombie from the white zombie episode. I didn't pursue that anymore mm-hmm. because I could tell that they would just like she'd probably do some white woman tears or something, yeah. or like be willfully ignorant, and of course. People don't really care. Exactly, because I'm like, am I really going to waste time to argue with this woman when I know... She's a whole-ass adult and still hasn't gotten it yet, and she's on a college campus. Exactly, because I feel like at that point, I will be wasting my breath. Yeah. So, because all the other students, you know, I think I was the only black girl there in that class, but... They was like, okay, we we like it. We thought it was very informative and stuff like that. They was down with it, like, hey, okay. Because, like, my shit is about ballerinas, so. <laughs> <laughs> That's so weird. Like, I feel like, are those sub, like, is a ballerina a job or a culture? Girl, I, I didn't question it. I just. That's the kind of, like, what is a subculture? 
exactly like just- and that's sort of thing because we was reading books also during this class and like the segments of talking about subculture it varies in each book and how they define it so i was like you didn't really give us that strict guideline of like this definition of what we consider is what it's going to be considered subculture for the premise of when you write this paper mm, okay so she like strongly defined yeah she didn't really strongly define it so yeah i felt like i have all opportunities yeah. because you never you didn't give me no limit yeah <laughs> so this is fair so i just i just took that d and called it a day because i was like f it but I would have to say to people, if you feel like your grades don't match your work ethic and you know you put in some work on it, question it, challenge it, don't be afraid. It's worth it because We're you don't want to fuck up your GPA. Come these white people. I okay, comfort. They fucking not, next. This is not even just directly to black people. This is to all people of color. Right. If you write about part of your culture or another uh, culture for people of color and Miss Sally wants to get all confused right. as to if brown people are actually people and have cultures, um, please take her to school. Okay, school her ass, put your heel to her neck, I don't care. Because, or- I mean, at the, ve- like, at the very least, like, uh, if you're a senior, I mean, I would probably say just fuck it and get out of there. Right. But, like, if you got time... Yeah, if you got time, please if you utilize got, yeah, that time. Yeah, definitely. Like, just be like, yeah, do it. So then the next uh, time you see her, and hopefully if you win, like, it'd be so delicious to right. just be in her class and be like, yes, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Stand up for the grades, because at the end of the day, you pay for that class. You're going to have to be paying those student loans after, like, my black ass. Because I got to pay for that, technically pay for that D now. Think about it. So my blood is even boiling, even oh, fucking no. more. So. Get what you deserve. Fight for what you deserve. And also hold Period. those uh, professors that you do like close to you because yeah. Dr. Langley and um, my advanced creative writing teacher, Joseph Aguilar. What's up? He's awesome, too. <laughs> I thought he was a person of color, but he's just a really tan white man, I think. I think, uh-huh. or was it, or was he, no, I think he I was love a person a good, of color. Hold a on. Bigosly, racial, I remember person. talking to him, and I think he was like, he wasn't necessarily raised with the culture so he kind of like was raised okay but he was getting back into it if Uh i can remember our conversation correctly but i do remember thinking he was like 25 or something the Mm -hmm. man was in his like 30s 40s or something he was was aging well too yeah i was like woof, whatever you got uh (laughs) it ain't white (laughs) okay something something's some type of melanin is dripping in that uh, that skin honey like, he wrote me recommendation letters and, like, uh, tried to point me in the direction of some fellowships and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like, he really, he's one of the first, one of the few writing teachers who I thought at, was actually invested in my writing mm-hmm. and, like, wanted to help me cultivate it and stuff. Right. And it's kind of messed up because, I mean, I have obviously had a lot of writing teachers being an English major, mm-hmm. um, but he was probably... On the creative side, like, Dr. Uh, Langley, academically, yes, she was very hands-on with, right. you know, making sure that the writing was strong. Um, but in terms of my creative writing, like, I had a, a screenwriting uh, class, and I could tell the professor didn't even want to be there. Like, mm. he, didn't, oh, that's like a lot he of would professors. come into class and be like, oh, I didn't plan anything. Oh, okay. I, 
I, at one at one point, I hijacked his class. I was like, okay, I'm teaching now. Um, oh, snap. That's dope. Because, like, yeah, he was like, okay, who wants to bring their script up? And, like, we'll do a critique or something. I like, like that. I suggested that. And then he was like, okay, we'll do that. And nobody else wanted to. And I got pissed because I love screenwriting. Right. And I was like, how are y'all in screenwriting class? Don't want to have your scripts read. All of y'all want to make movies, so you know, how in they're the artists and they sensitive about their shit. You I know. guess, but I was trying to get better. I was okay. trying, to, you know, Yeah, like you how, was in this shit for real. Like how are you supposed to get better if you don't like put your shit out there and have it critiqued? Right. And so like I did that. I put my my script up on the board and everything and people liked it, but there was like this one guy, he was like, "Um, your thing was like more fantasy." And stuff, and I'm not like really into that, so I didn't get it. And I was like, hmm, that sounds like a personal issue, ooh. not about my script and ooh. the story. And a oops. And a oop. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Nobody, they were all like, well, she right. Because <laughs> I was like, I knew the script was good. You all know? right. Um, but yeah, and then like there was another teacher in the same department who I really wanted to, like, be my mentor. Mm -hmm. I would, like, go to him for advice and everything. And, like, you know, I asked him, like, he thought I was a good writer, and he never gave me a straight answer. And, like, he just seemed very uninterested in me as a student. And so I felt like in college the the professors that should have, like, paid attention Mm -hmm. to me didn't. Right. You know, like... I would have loved to have, like, a mentor when it came to, like, creative writing and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, I know teachers go through a lot, and, like, right. they have a lot going on. Right. So there has to be, like, a balance. But I don't know. I just felt like Dr. Langley and um, Joe were the ones that actually, like, seemed... Right. Invested. Invested. Right. And not just, like, you're just another G- great GPA that I have to deal with you know uh, okay because that was my i had dr ingram the pathologist and he was legit like that that's he was he was legit like he fed me he, like he i was fed you yeah he like gave me uh meal tickets oh okay i thought he like physically fed you I'm like, no that's like he, no no <laughs> I'm, I can beat myself. Um, but he, like, really took care of me, like, looked out for me and everything. It was, like, that person to call if I needed something. Like, if he got me straight into volunteer. Because I was, like, pre-med and everything, but not really sure if I wanted to be truly a doctor. Do you still want to be a doctor or are you finding a nurse? <sighs> I'm starting to realize, because throughout my life journey, I ran into another doctor when I graduated college, and he was an OBGYN, and I was doing an internship at Cerner. And he was like, hey, why don't you become a nurse practitioner? I was like, I don't want to be a nurse. I want to be a doctor. He like, why? <laughs> I was like, because I want to help people in this and that and all that, give my little spiel. He like, but a nurse can do the exact same thing, even as a practitioner. It's cheaper, it's more flexible hours, you can live your life. And on top of that, they need more primary care doctors, like PCPs, like primary care providers to, like, really help somebody manage their chronic illnesses and stuff. And then he was like, you can still have your own practice and stuff. So I'm like, hmm. So, and then now working at a hospital now as a nurse, I realized being a doctor, it's cool, 
but it kind of sucks because those doctors work almost 80 hours a week. They pretty much live in the hospital. And if you're a resident, you're not going to make any money. A nurse is making more money as you as a resident. And then if you are stuck in just internal medicine, just like the basic doctor, you're not going to make much. Even though you're going to be in 300 k of debt, you only get paid like what? I would say 150 k to 175 k Six figures, but then you got to count in taxes. That's going to cut out, plus your 350, 350K worth of loans. So you're still going to be broke for a while and stuff. So you really got to at least have a passion for it at that point. I feel like if anyone goes into health care, you need to have a passion for it. I wouldn't want anyone who is a half-assed right. I like, mean, nurse or it doctor. Exists. I'm sure, no, I've seen the TikToks. I know they exist. <laughs> um, but... Yeah, if you're especially if you're gonna be a doctor, right? Like, low key, I feel like doctors, especially surgeons, are like psychopaths or sociopaths or something. Yeah, like some that. are nice. Uh, I mean, like, not saying they're bad people. Right. I'm just saying that they they can cut people open <laughs> and like not kill them. Like not, well, that's, like that's just not that's have like a visceral reaction. Like if right. I watch someone get cut open in right. front of me, I would not be okay right. for a very long time. Well, that's but that's my thing. Be doing it. Let me just crack open this rib cage real Men quick. Man, or like saw off this leg. Oh my god, <laughs> no! That's what the orthopedic doctors be doing. They just, just be, be breaking bones and resetting. Yeah, them and pretty shit. much. Like, that's some you gotta hear shit. some crack. You gotta hear the bones crack yeah. a little bit. They probably get a little fix off of that. I don't know. I mean, yeah. I mean, I would rather <laughs> they do that than like actually kill people. Touché. But like, I feel like you have to be wired a certain yeah. way. Yeah, and, and and it's just like you gotta be. A higher profession, like you gotta specialize in something yeah. as a doctor to truly make money and live pretty comfortably. But even that OBGYN doctor, he was like, I just finally finished paying off my last student loan payment and he's beyond the year of retirement. Oh my so, god. So, you know, I mean he still was able to live a pretty, you know, push, plush, push, posh, push, posh. you know, yeah. life. Push, posh, posh. But then, you know, you still have that he always gotta come at you know, babies aren't born between nine and five, so it's like he gotta get up in the middle of the night and go help deliver this baby. He gotta go do this emergency mm-hmm. C section. So it's like there, he just had to be too committed to his job to where you gotta want to be like a healer. Like, yeah, and that's gotta... my thing, and I feel like it's part of the government's fault for putting so much pressure on healthcare providers. Oh, definitely to work all these ridiculous hours. I mean, yeah, the pay is good, but at the same time, it's not like you're giving really people a break on how much debt they're gonna be in. You know, it's not like they're really going to, like, start living yeah, it's it up. Like it's going to be forgiven after X amount of surgeries right. and lives saved Exactly. But even then, it's like, in the medical field, it is mostly, you know, white people. Because, like, now... They can afford it. They can afford to go to medical school. That's another thing that deterred me from going to medical school is because just the cost of applying is, can average, like, three grand. It's expensive. Oh my God. Just applying from the applications to the Imagine interviews. if we didn't have student loan debt. There'd be so many doctors. Exactly. Mainly doctors of color. Doctors of color, which is because, very needed because white people... Mm-hmm. You, I don't know what it is. I, there's been studies and stuff, and, like, I know, but, like, they can't empathize with people of color they can't they pain. really can't and i see it and i work at a state-funded hospital so this <clears> is a safety net hospital where we take anybody and everybody so majority of the people are unassured undocumented homeless you know people who do drugs and stuff and a lot of these people are of color um that's you know lower income levels and i just be noticing how like they don't really get it like some of these actually don't really get it and majority of these doctors are unfortunately white 
or Middle Eastern. Mm. And I feel like even the Middle Easterns, like, they are people of color, but they are so culturally not involved in how America works and how people in America who are poor, you know, you know, they don't, I don't, I feel like they still don't get it. Mm. And they still don't know how to emphasize and make sure this patient is truly taken care of because they're a person of color. Um, so it's just. I mean, people, other people of color can be racist against them. Not racist, but like. Discriminatory and prejudiced towards them. And I, and I still see that. And it just be boiling my blood. Because then that's where I try to be the best advocate I can for my patients, especially the ones who I know are not, you know, have that voice. And the doctors half the time don't believe them and stuff. So it's just crazy because it's also about to be match day soon. Match day? Where the medical students start getting interviews around the hospital to get the residency program. Okay. So they got a match. So I'm seeing, like, tons of, like, new upcoming doctors walking around in their little suits and ties. All of them are tall, white males. And there's, like, I saw two black females in that whole group. And I just see them walking around. They're just doing interviews and touring um, and seeing what the hospital's about. And I'm like, dang, there's really not much diversity in the medical field. And yet we trying to figure out why black women are dying so quickly from childbirth, why black women are dying so quickly from heart attacks and heart failure, because people don't listen. And people don't realize that black people, the way we express symptoms of chronic illnesses or anything, it's not the same. It's not the same. Like somebody, a white man going to say, oh, my chest hurt. For a black woman, it could be like, oh, my lower back hurts. Mm. And she's actually having a heart attack. But they don't think about that. So I was like, so that's my mission is to be a nurse and hopefully a nurse practitioner. Maybe get my Ph.D. I, I got to pay off William Jewell because so, they got my transcripts hostage. So that's oh, going to no. be a minute. And it's all good. I mean, <laughs> more loans to pay off. But that, that, that's fine. So and just hopefully create my own clinic. Or, you know, doctor's office or something to where people can come and, and you know, and be hurt. So that's that's my goal and stuff because I, I don't want black people and people of color to keep dying over stuff that's so super preventable. preventable. Yeah. Because somebody does want to listen. <laughs> but, yeah, that's my little spiel. Kind of went off on that. Because I'm not... I hate blood and needles, and when Love I smell it. rubbing alcohol, I like. Look, I'm a used reaction. to. I'm so used to like smelling shit. Like I don't Ew. even smell it no more. Like, like actual shit. Yeah, actual shit, man. Ew. Like I had a student, like a, a high school student, that wanted to shadow me because she's thinking about nursing, and we had this one patient that just oh, I shit it. I thought you you said shadow. I thought you said she shat on you. No. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> no, she shadowed me. Okay. Um, just a little high school student that's trying to like figure out what she want to do and we had this patient that just blew out just just shit everywhere and we was just, i was just like hey I, we got to get it done had another nurse had her there we just getting this person cleaned up and everything and then walked out she like how do you get over the smell i'm like what smell mm. <laughs> i'm like damn have i become what's that one commercial blind that febreze commercial oh, like nose blind <laughs> yeah no i'm yeah. like damn i became nose i mean blind. if anything you can't smell the river so i mean Oh, yeah, the Missouri River sucks it here. It smells really bad. Yeah. Like, whenever I go to North KC, it smells like vomit and I want to die. Yeah, and that shit goes right through your windowsill. Like, there's no seal that's sealed enough to prevent that smell from entering your car and you're gagging just a little bit. Uh, I wanted to mention, I don't know if we say it enough, but our Gmail is pwipod1950 at gmail.com. Yes, send us letters. 
We want to hear your experiences or maybe ask for some advice. Um, I like giving advice. It's one of my favorite <laughs> things to do because I like solving people's problems. Right. And which it, it's kind of weird because I consider myself an empathetic person, but like I can understand people, but when they're like crying or like whining about mm-hmm. it, I'm like, okay, um, okay, let's solve this problem. Right. So I can stop hearing you. And cry. sometimes that's what people don't need, but I'm always just like, let me give you advice. And I'm like, I just want to cry. And I'm like, well, uh, fucking go cry, cry on your pillow. Okay. We don't got time for that. <laughs> we need solutions. Well, I do got an update. Oh, yes. So. If anybody do listen to the show, um, remember our episode, um, what is it called? It Pays to Be Kind? Yeah. The Perks of Being Kind? Yeah. The, yeah. There we go. Um, Kyla got accepted into Howard University. Yay! So, oh. yes, yeah, she got in. Um, so, she be headed to D.C. in August. Hey! So, just her. a little update. Hell this yeah. little Michelle Obama is about to, like... Rock the fucking boat. I or the so White House, I'm hopefully. I'm excited to see where she So, goes. hopefully, I'm supposed to be going with her, actually, t- to D.C. with her, because it's expensive getting to D.C., and her family's like, ooh, we on a budget. Are you driving her? <laughs> I, I prefer to fly, oh. but if we drive, if we end up being driving, then that's fine. So, it's kind of like us giving her that process again, you know, trying to help. I found that friend, Dinesha. Mm-hmm. She went to Howard, so oh, she's going to yeah. help. She might roll with me too, so she can be able to help get Kyla some, Hell get yeah. her some people that would hold her down while she's in DC and then at Howard, and hopefully advocate for it, find a mentor for her, and you know have her have her set her up for success. So that's great. that's a little update oh, for everybody. I some good it. news and it. some happiness, some black excellence, some black excellence. So we're yeah. definitely gonna hear more about. Yeah, her. we de- so stay tuned on her because I feel like in the next five six years she's yeah. gonna be like killing the shit. Yeah, we're gonna. Be like, who is this girl? Like, Small gal her. from Kearney. We knew her. We interviewed her. Okay. We First know her. Okay. <laughs> I Kyla, know her. don't forget about us. Make sure you spread a towel in Howard. You know. Hey. A what? Make sure she like, say, you know. Oh, spread, PW, yeah, spread, spread the, the word, word. of PWI, okay. School Survivor Guy. Have okay. have power. Listen up. Maybe we can go there to her. Like, hey. <laughs> Because we never had the HBCU experience. I'm trying to invite here to live through one summer body from there. So Pretty much, yeah. That'd be, that'd be nice. You know, we have a little Beyonce homecoming. Like, we never went to HBCU, but we're going to act like we did. Oh, yeah. Well, did Beyonce go to college? No. no? She didn't. She's like, fuck it. I'm doing my own homecoming. She's like, I am a star? Okay. <laughs> fuck I, your degree. I'm going to create my own HBCU, my own fraternity. Okay. So, yeah, you know, we might have to do a little Beyonce swore way. Okay, cool. All right. So, yeah. <laughs> well, this is, this is a shorter episode, but that's fine. We were we meant we were planning on having guests, but... Yeah, they'll be next week. We have more well, guests. Well, they can't because Katie's coming next week. Okay. Katie's here, and then whatever else the other people... We'll yeah, find time we'll, for we'll them shit. We'll figure it out, guys. <laughs> It'll be fine. But, um, yeah, like I said, please email us... Um, Interact with us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Instagram. I like the memes you've been posting. <laughs> Girl, when I said I press that furbirance, defer <laughs> these loans because who ain't got money is I. Is I. I like, uh, so yeah, Maureen runs the Instagram. Um, we both sort of run the Facebook right. page. And then I run the Twitter. Um, so please follow and I will follow you back. Um and I'll post more pictures of my cat. I think the the, oh, the, cute cat. the the 
I think the tweet that I got that got the most interaction was I posted a picture of Jenny and she's like on her back. Jenny is my cat. I should say that. <laughs> you talking like it's really yeah. <laughs> Jenny is a cat. You're one of those people that named their pets like actual no, like came, real fucking she names. She came with that name. I oh. got her from the Humane Society. Oh. So her name is Jenny, and she's like a teenager. So she responds to that name like that's oh, her name. Okay. She like bitch. Don't yeah, don't tell me. Like, me. Who are you calling? I am Jenny. <laughs> okay. When bitch. I get mad, I call her Jennifer. Um, <laughs> But anyways, uh, when Jenny, uh, she like likes to lay on her back and so her tummy is yeah. exposed. She's like this really fluffy black cat with like big green eyes and she was like holding her toy. Aww. And I was like, wow, you really have nothing to worry about. Must be nice. Yeah, I was like, don't you wish you were a cat with no student loan debt? And like that got the most interaction so far. But like, I feel that in my soul. No, that that spoke to me. Sometimes I see, I look at my cats, and I'm just like, wow. You lucky bitch. You really have nothing to worry about. That's how I felt about my dog. I was like, this is all you do every day. Eat, shit, play, be happy. And I have to go to work to pay for your expenses to be eat fat shit and be happy. (laughs) I just had to clean out my cat's litter box and stuff. And And the audacity for them to be ornery and piss everywhere. Yeah. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to wrap it up. Wrap um, this up. Like I said, message us. Uh, we want to hear from you. Um, Give us your testimony. Give us some of your acceptance letters to college, you ooh, know? yeah, brag it's about com- that. I'm about to say, it's com- all the acceptance letters are coming in. So let yes, us know. We Spread love the to word. highlight you guys and uh, congratulate you. Um, For those who didn't go to college and want to go to vocational schools, hey, Shout about it, because, you know, we always need a plumber, electrician, a mechanic, because I had to pay Welders, three grand to get my car yeah. fixed. Can A doctor can't fix that. Yeah, send us those, too. We want to shout out people that don't take the traditional college route as well. Um, but, yeah, um, send us messages. Uh, we're here. We're trying to be more um, active and stuff in this new year. Um, the episode after this will be with my good friend, Katie Davis. Okay. Um, she's Chinese-American. Oh. But she was adopted by a white family. So. Um, oh, this is going to be interesting. I Sometimes I make fun of her because I'm like, uh, I think I was doing a roast. And I was like, yeah, Katie Davis is the only woman of color who I consider a white man. I guess it's a roast because I know her, but you I don't, don't get the her. joke. Okay, I'm, it's fine. Don't, 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 don't worry, because I'm slow on taking jokes anyway. So it's all good. Okay, but it's going to be great. Katie's super smart and super funny. Um, so yeah, can't wait to bring her on. Do 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 do. And right. clap and clap. We're done. <laughs> Goodbye. Have a good night.